Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're seeing as we're going through the stories in the Acts of the Apostles that it was quite a roller coaster ride, the life of the early church. Yesterday we we were talking about Ananias and Sapphira. They they misled people and uh, they paid a high price. They both died. You were talking about deception and uh, just how serious a sin that is in the church. The life of the church continued. We read how many, many people were healed, but then persecution really kicked in and the apostles were imprisoned. Yes, I mean, these events didn't put the apostles off from really being bold. We saw how uh, yesterday also how they were filled with the Holy Spirit again and... um, uh, there's just this tremendous move of God that is going on. And yes, it's awesome, the things that are happening. Um, but at the same time, it's wonderful. And the authorities, of course, were getting more and more worried because the crowds were all coming to the apostles now in the way that they had come to Jesus uh, they were bringing the sick, they were bringing the evil, and it's uh, the, those that were um, um, under the, being tormented by evil spirits. And you see, it says, and all of them were healed. So there was this tremendous move of God. You know, I can remember a move of God in the 70s where for 15 months everybody we prayed for was healed. God can still do these kind of things in, in our own days. But this got the religious authorities really all worked up. So the apostles were arrested again, and they were put in jail. And then in verse 19 of chapter 5, we read, But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. You see, they were preaching the full gospel of the kingdom. Um, they weren't they weren't concerned about contentious issues. They weren't trying to win arguments with the authorities or anything like that. They were simply preaching the gospel. So the the following day, they entered the temple courts and began to teach in just the way that they've been told. Now, what is all this about the angel coming? Well. When you when you live in a move of God like this, you're just living in the midst of the supernatural all the time. You expect supernatural things to happen, and supernatural things are happening. And you actually never quite know what is going to happen next. So here, this amazing thing happened. I mean, this was not just Peter being put in prison. This was the apostles. This was all of them. And the, the uh, angel came and let them all out. So the following morning, I mean, what, what are the, uh, the high priest and his associates going to make of this? The Sanhedrin, the council. Well, um, someone came to them and said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. So they are brought back to face the Sanhedrin. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Um, And uh, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching 
and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. See, they didn't want to face that they were responsible for the crucifixion. They felt very threatened, didn't they? Absolutely. So Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Now, let me make it very clear that the purpose of the apostles was not to just blame the Jewish leaders for the death of Jesus. What they were concerned about was that these men would become believers, that they would acknowledge that they were wrong in condemning Jesus, because all these events that were taking place in Jerusalem now were evidence that Jesus is the Messiah, that he has risen from the dead, that his spirit is now at work in the city, not just in the one man, the Lord Christ, but in all those who believe in him. So when they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. And then Gamaliel says, well, wait a minute, we better be careful. If this is of God, we better not go against God. If it's of men, it will come to nothing. And um, he says, but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. And fortunately, they listened to Gamaliel. So they called the apostles in, had them flogged. Which was no mean thing. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, they were really flogged. And they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Now, what was the apostles' reaction to being flogged? Was it, Lord, we did this for you. Lord, we obeyed you. Lord, we did what the angels said. You wonderfully released us, but you told us through the angel to go and, and, and uh, stand in the temple courts and to go on proclaiming the gospel. And look, we were hauled back and now we've been flogged. Look what we've suffered. There was none of that. What did they do? Well, verse 47 we read, The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace, for the name. And day by day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah. You couldn't keep these men down. You couldn't stop them. They were so on fire with love for God. They were so full of boldness in the Holy Spirit. They didn't mind what they had to suffer. The only thing that mattered to them was obedience to what Jesus was telling them to do, the fulfilling of his will and purpose for their lives. But of course, the church is continuing to grow. And these apostles were not only preaching and teaching, but they were trying to organize everything and run everything. And so things had now reached the point where they needed to raise up others in some kind of leadership and responsibility. 
So <clears throat> the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables, just to do the the sort of the servant things that others could do. It wasn't that they thought they had grown too big to do those things. It's just that, well, they must do what they as the apostles could only do and that others couldn't do. But if they were doing things that others could do, then it was much more sensible to pass those responsibilities over to other people. It wasn't because they were proud. It was because they were wise. So they chose seven men. He said, brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the, wis full of the Spirit and wisdom. Now, interesting. They're talking about doing the menial tasks, waiting at table, organizing the very practical things that have to go on. But they still need to be people of the Spirit. They still need to be full of wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them, they said, and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. Please note, not just to the ministry, but they will devote themselves to prayer and the ministry. These men knew that if they were to see the move of God continue, that they would need to be the people of prayer. All the time, you see them calling people to prayer, coming together to pray, people praying, meeting to pray every day. The whole church was soaked in prayer. Interesting that the place so much importance on choosing the right people and on organizing things properly. Now, what does this say to us in our contemporary situation? Is it that uh, we should be constantly looking and, and overhauling the way we do things? Well, the, the job of leaders is to raise up other leaders, but not just talented, gifted people. That's so often what happens. You know, naturally talented and gifted. People that are natural leaders. No, the qualities that they were looking for were men that were full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. So they chose Stephen, and Stephen had this reputation of being full of God's grace and power, full of the Holy Spirit, and he's being chosen, you see, not because of his natural gifts, but because of the anointing that's on his life. And he's being chosen just to look after, along with the other six, uh, to look after these um, more menial tasks, the day-to-day -day running, if you like, of the affairs of, of, of the church. So <clears throat> these men were presented to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Dangerous. If men of power start praying and laying their hands on people, things are going to happen in them. Then we have an interesting verse, verse 7. The word of God spread. The word of God spread. You see, what they were wanting to do is to spread the word, spread the truth, not build, not build an institution called the church, but they were spreading the word. They were preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. So even the religious people were now getting drawn into the life of the church. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 